I'm Father Ron Shipley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to Episode 2 in the revised edition of the AIC Christian Education video series, The Nicene Creed. This revised series includes many new illustrations and enhanced cross-references to other AIC resources in video, podcast, and print form available through links on our website. In this episode, my focus is on the first paragraph of the Nicene Creed, beginning with the phrase, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. The music used in the opening and closing titles is Reginald Heber's Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, written in 1827 A.D., based on Revelation 4, verses 6 to 11, 5, 13, 15, 2 to 4, and Isaiah 6, 1 to 3. It is performed on the organ in England by Richard Irwin to the tune Nicaea, composed by John B. Dykes in 1861 A.D., I encourage viewers to visit Richard's dedicated webpage, https colon right slash right slash play dot without words dot com. And I thank Richard for granting permission for its use. The word creed is from the Latin credo, the first person singular of the Latin verb credere, meaning to believe. The Nicene Creed, the great corporate creed of the church, written at Nicaea and amended or affirmed at later ecumenical councils, expresses the doctrines on which the whole church, anywhere and everywhere, believes. As such, when the creed is spoken in affirmation by the people in liturgical worship, each person should always speak it in the first person singular, I believe, and never in the third person plural, we believe. The illustration is a Byzantine Orthodox illumination in tempera and gold, depicting the Emperor Constantine and the bishops assembled at Nicaea holding the Nicene Creed. The text is as amended at the Council of Constantinople in 381 AD. The age and location of the original was not specified. The use of the first person singular is firmly established in the Anglican prayer book tradition dating to the first prayer book in 1549 A.D. In the 1928 BCP, the texts of the Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed, the Affirmations in the Solemnization of Matrimony, Confirmation, Offices of Instruction, Catechism, the Ordering of Deacons and Priests, and the Consecration of Bishops, and the Institution of Clergy all require individual acknowledgement through the use of the first person singular, I believe, I do, I will, I receive, and similar forms. The Creed continues with, In One God. Here the writers of the Nicene Creed 
intended to address the Marcionite heresy of the 2nd and 3rd centuries discussed in episode 1, that the vengeful God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament were not the same God. This one God of the Nicene Creed is the same God who spoke to Abraham on Mount Sinai in the Great I Am Declaration in Exodus 3. The illustration is a temper and gold on parchment illumination. Moses receiving the tablets of the law on Mount Sinai from the Bible of Patrice Leon, produced around 920 A.D., probably at the Benedictine Abbey, Reichenau, Germany, from the collection of the Vatican Library, Rome, Italy. God's statement to Abraham in Exodus 3.14 is rendered in slightly different forms in various translations of the Bible, but they all convey the same idea. In the ESV and the NKJV, it is translated as, I am who I am. In the King James Version, I am that I am. Or in the modern Septuagint translation, the Greek Old Testament published by the Orthodox Church, it is translated as, I am the existing one. For a discussion of 12 examples of the use of I am in the Gospel of John, watch or listen to episode 29 to episode 35 in our Bible study video series, New Testament Gospels with episodes linked from the Bible study slash New Testament page and podcast versions from the podcast archive page. In the new AIC bookstore publication, The Gospel of John, annotated and illustrated, the I Am declarations are the subject of chapters 4, 6, 8, 10, 11, 14, and 15. In the bookstore publication Layman's Lexicon, the meaning of I am is summarized on pages 16 to 17. Books are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Further scriptural support for the One God Declaration comes from the Book of Psalms. Here, as throughout this series, the psalm text is from the 1928 BCP. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord. There is not one that can do as thou doest. Thou art God alone. That's Psalm 86, verses 8 and 10b. Psalm 86, traditionally credited to King David, was a favorite source of katene, or prayers based on scripture, in the early church. The illustration is King David receiving Psalm 1, an illumination in colored inks and gold on parchment from a psalter made at Florence, Italy in the 15th century. The original is manuscript Bernie 14, folio 3, British Library, London, England. In traditional Christian understanding, he is the only God, possessing limitless power, which is far beyond our human capacity to understand or to express in words.
That latter concept in the language of the early church is known as being ineffable. The creed continues with the Father Almighty. In the Old Testament era, the Hebrew people called God by his many names or titles, many of which are used in the book of Psalms. As God Almighty, he was El Shaddai. Among other titles of God used frequently in the book of Psalms, each expressing some aspect of his power, are Lord, which in Hebrew is Adonai. In the Anglican prayer book usage, Lord is always written in small capitals, and this is to indicate that it is a title and not just a noun. The same title in Latin and Greek is Kyrios. Another is Most High God, in Hebrew, El Alyon. In Psalm 91, verses 1, 2, and 9, he is called by all three of these names, Most High, Almighty, and Lord. For more about Psalm 91 and the other Psalms, see the AIC Bookstore publication, The Prayer Book Psalter, History, Text, and Commentary, using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The illustration for this and the next slide is the Lord of Hosts, the detail in the upper tier in the upper left side of the Nicene Creed icon used earlier. The Lord of Hosts sits on a throne surrounded by angels in ten colored circles. Note that the likeness of the Lord of Hosts is a duplicate of the Christ figure in the center of the top tier, thereby avoiding the traditional prohibition against depictions of God the Father in human form. Other titles are Lord God of Hosts, in Hebrew Adonai Sabaoth. There will be more on the meaning of the word Sabaoth in episode 3. The Creator, in Hebrew, Elohim. There will be more about God as Creator later in this episode and again in Episode 3. In the Hebrew tradition, the name of God is never spoken. In the Temple Liturgy manuscripts, the letters YHWH are substituted, in modern usage commonly referred to as Yahweh. In the New Testament era, the same concepts of God are expressed nine times in Revelation as Lord God Almighty, which comes from the Greek Pantocrator, the full title of which in Greek is Kyrios o Theos o Pantocrator, which means the supreme ruler of the universe. Pantocrator is traditionally used in the Christian church as a description or title of Jesus Christ, as in the illustration, an apse mosaic in the Cathedral of Cephalu in Sicily built around 1150 A.D. during the reign of Roger II, the first Norman king of Sicily. For more, see the text box, Lord God Almighty in Revelation, page 97, 
in Revelation and Idealist Interpretation, an AIC bookstore publication available using the virtual bookstore link, and also see episode 16 in the Bible study video series of the same name linked from the Bible study New Testament page, both at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. In the Old Testament, Father was used in the most general sense and not as a title of God or a name, as in Isaiah 63.16 and 64.8, Jeremiah 3.19, and Tobit 13.4. For the Hebrews, Abraham, patriarch of the Hebrew nation, was their father as they made clear in John 8, 36-58, which includes Jesus' accusation that they were not true children of Abraham, but children of the devil. That specifically is John 8, 39-44. And his declaration in John 8, 58, Before Abraham was, I am. For more on the uses of I am, See the AIC Bible Study video series, New Testament Gospels, episodes 29, 30, and 32, available using the episode links on the Bible Study slash New Testament page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The illustration, Abraham meets Melchizedek, is a third quarter 15th century Oil on Canvas by Derek the Elder at St. Peter's Church, Leuven, Belgium. Keywords and titles of God mentioned in this episode are discussed in more detail in the AIC Bookstore publication, Layman's Lexicon, including Almighty, Creation, Father, God, Lord, Pentacter, Sabaoth, and Yahweh. The AIC Bookstore publications are accessible using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The Father Almighty in the Nicene Creed is a combination of the formal names of God from the Old Testament and the New Testament understanding of God as Father, based upon Jesus granting Christians the privilege of calling God our Father instead of by one of his Hebrew names. He did so in the Lord's Prayer in the text in Matthew 6, 9-13 and in Luke 11, 2-4. For more on this topic, see the AIC Bible Study video, The Lord's Prayer Phrase by Phrase available through episode links on the digital library page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Two other scriptural examples confirm this understanding. In the first, Jesus told the disciples that, quote, your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him, unquote, from Matthew 6, verse 8b. The illustration is a 6th century Christ Pantocrator icon at the Monastery of St. Catherine in Sinai. In the second example, St. Paul taught that, quote, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God by whom we cry out, Abba, Father.
Father, from Romans 8, 14 to 15, thus affirming the Christian understanding of God as Father. The illustration is an unfinished early 15th century Russian Orthodox icon of St. Paul by Andrei Rublyov. The creed continues with Maker of Heaven and Earth. The statement means that he is the Creator God, whose actions are described in detail in the Genesis account in Genesis 1, 1 to 2, 7, and who, from nothing, by the force of his divine will, made the universe come into existence, including the earth, the sun, the moon, and the stars. As noted earlier in this episode, the Hebrew title of God as creator is Elohim, the illustration is a detail of the setting of the moon and the stars from the mosaic in the Creation Dome at the 9th century Basilica of St. Mark in Venice. In the full mosaic, each of the steps of creation is depicted with Christ shown as the Father's agent in the creation. And we will discuss the concept of Jesus as the agent of the Father in more detail in later episodes in which I discuss the creed's phrases describing the Lord Jesus Christ. Other AIC resources mentioned in this episode can be accessed on demand 24-7 from our website www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. You can watch this and other videos in the Bible study, Christian education, and other video categories from links on the Bible study or digital library pages. Or, if you prefer, you can listen to podcast versions of all our videos using the links on the podcast archive page. You can also listen to podcast homilies on the readings in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer using links on the podcast homilies page. Or finally, you can acquire and read any AIC bookstore publication using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage. The link takes you to my Author Central page. Nearly all our books are available in both paperback and Kindle editions. The direct dedicated link to that site is https colon slash slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Everything after the dot com must be in lowercase letters. Please note that 100% of all AIC bookstore royalties are contributed to the Anglican Internet Church. Thank you for joining me for Episode 2. Next time, in Episode 3, I will continue with the Creed's final phrase describing the Father as Creator, and that is, and of all things, visible and invisible. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things.
This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.